0: So now I would like to introduce my good friend, Lynn Anders. Let me see if I know anything new about you. (laughs) Lynn Anders is a new author who lives in the heat of Arizona most of the year with her husband and friends and plays with her grandchildren whenever possible. She began her writing career at a very early age when she created a simple poem and was asked to read it before her school assembly. The writing bug possessed her from that one magic moment on. However, the need to earn a living pulled her away from serious writing. Instead of creating characters, she spent years in the accounting and property management industry and wrote poems only on occasion. However, after she retired, she decided it was time to return to her first love. The outcome of that desire can be found on Amazon. Lynn enjoys writing about small town America Possibly because of her Midwest background and believes friendships and lasting relationships weather the storm, weather easier when the pace and distractions from large cities are not part of the equation. Lynn Anders.
1: Yes, I grew up having to make a living and earn my way in the world and had to put my writing aside um, I did ride occasionally as a, as a teenager, uh, followed through with that when I was a young adult, but never took it seriously um, until maybe about five years ago. Five years ago, I was traveling with my husband in our RV. He still works. Thank you, God, for being able, letting me do this. He pays the bills. And he because he's gone all the time, I got stuck in the motor home <coughs> with no car, he's visiting clients, nothing to do. So one day I just sat down and started writing. I thought, oh my gosh, I should be doing this. Um, That first book got shoved underneath the bed, as we call it in writer's terms, uh, because it was terrible. Um, I had no formal training in writing. Of course I did math in high school and in college I had no creative um, literature classes at all outside of high school. So it took me probably two years prior to 2015 to actually learn the craft. And I'm still learning. I'm not a great author. I'm learning still as we go. Um, I have written actually six novels in five years, which my editor just thinks I'm crazy. Um, But it's been a journey. Uh, Writing is not easy. I don't care what anyone says. It's, It's hard work. Um, you have to be disciplined you must devote time every day to the craft in order to keep up and that's what I've been trying to do Um, I write contemporary romance I know that's not for a lot of people but that's what I seem to draw from Um, this this newest series that I wrote this year or actually last year takes place in San Francisco and in a small town in Oregon, northwest Oregon called Lurie which if you're from the Oregon area there's a little town called McMinnville which is really kind of where this takes place Um, but I do make up all my locations because I don't want to get yelled at for not knowing the right things and I do tell you off Um, and this series is about a young CPA why? I don't know why Um, who works for a law firm that is her one client and she owns and runs her family's Christmas tree farm in Oregon. So she devotes her time halfway between the two locations. Enter Riker Davis he owns a dude ranch that abuts her Christmas tree farm and he wants her dirt. But what she doesn't realize is her father years ago lost 51 percent of their farm to gambling debts. And the the section I'm going to read um, to you tonight is she's facing Riker and, and just about to face Riker uh, face-to-face to determine what she can do and what she can't do. Oh and as a sideline. Her mother has Alzheimer's and is in San Francisco in an assisted care facility so that's another worry for her. Can she maintain her mother's treatments if she loses her farm? Um, and can't pay the bill. So she's got double worries going on. So this is about halfway through the first book of the series. (sighs) The marine layer covers the bay when I arrive back in the city which matches my mood. My first call is to Jason and I'm sorry from the moment he picked up the phone. Jason demands I stay with him but I can't Jason not until I understand why you kept Mr. Davis As a client, after you knew I wasn't in control of my farm. And don't give me that client privilege garbage. I don't want to hear it. I'll see you tomorrow at 10. I thought you loved me, Briley. I thought you wanted to marry me. He sounds discouraged, but begging doesn't help either of us. I do love you, Jason. I just don't like you very much right now. The rest of my mother's life is in the hands of the attorneys and Mr. Davis, and I need time to process this latest roadblock. So you'll just have to give me time, again. I told you I'd wait forever for you, Briley. I haven't changed my mind. I only hope you haven't changed yours. Jason's tight whisper holds a ragged combination of regret and pain. I drop to Sandra's sofa as my heart breaks. Right now, I can't commit until I understand the full implications of that note. Do you have any insights for me? None that I can share. Tomorrow's a different story, though. I'll be able to ask questions for you and hopefully find a satisfactory resolution. You'll be on my side tomorrow? I can't believe it. How is it you can't tell me anything tonight, but you'll be my counsel tomorrow? I won't be your counsel per se, but what I've learned from my meetings with Mr. Davis, I intend to pursue a quick resolution. Well, if I have hope, at least I'll sleep tonight. I curl my feet beneath me and switch the phone to my left hand. Jason? Jason? If all goes well tomorrow, can I see you tomorrow night? I'll count on it, Red. I love you. Good night. I smile as relief floods me, and I whisper in my low, seductive voice, Good night, Mr. Northway. Damn, Red. Sure you don't want to visit tonight? I miss you. Tomorrow, Mr. Northway. I end the call and lean back against the sofa, while I wonder what waits for me around the corner. Sandra enters from the kitchen carrying two much-needed cocktails. You look better. Good conversation with that man of yours? Actually, yes, he gave me hope. He'll be on my side in the morning, thank God. I rest against the sofa with my drink in hand and salute Sandra. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for caring. Hey, girl, you don't me- need me to thank. That's what friends are for. Drink up. Cherie should be home from daycare at any time with her dad. She can cheer up the darkest day. When I hum into my drink, a tiny ray of light filters into my heart. Sorry. Oh, I have to introduce Sharon. Hi. Nice to meet you, by the way. Sharon Durkin has published stories, articles, and poems in newspapers and magazines in a number of states. Even a quilting publication in Japan has showcased her work. Durkin lives in a log cabin in northern Wisconsin. Why? <laughs> My husband's there right now, so yeah. She has two sons, a golden retriever named Hannah, and a Maine coon cat. Wow. Pom- Pompeii? Wow. When not writing, she travels quilts and teaches rug-making classes. She is currently working on a Civil War poetry book and a novel set in the 1860s. Sharon.